What's up, everybody? It's Miles Turner, the Indiana Pacers. You listen to the Pacers Podcast. Be sure to follow at Pacers on Twitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pacers Podcast, the only Australian NBA podcast with a bias toward the Indiana Pacers, who find themselves at nine and six, second in the Central Division of the NBA. Uh, a lot better than we expected them to be uh, at uh, this point in the season. 15 games in, nine wins, six losses. That's a pretty good result. Fifth currently in the East. Uh, and Alex, a mixed bag this week with losses to Orlando and Toronto, but then a big tournament victory against Atlanta and then wrapping up our tournament group play with a victory against uh, the ever struggling Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I'm still thinking about that Hawks game because I think it was 307. I could be wrong, 307 points in regulation, which was the most in a long, long time. And yeah, it's this team makes no sense. It it doesn't. They're the best offensive team arguably ever. Like the numbers (laughs) tell you that they are. The net rating wise, they are the best of all time. They're putting up you know, 130 near a game. And then on the flip side, they're 30th defensively, which, you know, kind of makes you scratch your head. We had a good fourth quarter against the Pistons on that end, but yeah, they, they cannot get a stop to save their life and they can't miss. It's yeah, fun when, basketball. It, it's, it, you, you've got to agree that it is super entertaining to watch. That's at the end of the day, that's what you kind of have to focus on that this team is the all time league pass team for fans of other teams right now. And for like, as much as we love the teams of yesteryear to work through the Sergeant Nate McMillan defensive minded teams and the Frank Vogel teams. And prior to that, the Rick Carlisle teams of the first iteration where, you know, India was playing Detroit to, you know, in the seventies at, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter, to this, I mean, this is this has been a long time coming for for the fan base. I would say that we've seen a high octane shoot at shoot at will, um, score at all costs. Indiana Pacers team, but we've we've never seen that in our lifetimes at this point. And you know, to be nine and six, you keep. So I keep watching this team and thinking to myself, well, they're going to score. Like they're never out of a game because they can score so many points in such quick succession, 46 points in the third against Atlanta. And the linchpin of that is the guy that scored 26 points in that third quarter, Tyrese Halliburton, who has become a flamethrower at different points during games. You are never out of a game anymore. No lead is safe against this Indiana team. Now that could work both ways. No lead held by this Indiana Pacers team is safe either, but no lead that they, or no deficit, uh, is safe. Uh, They can overcome just about any deficit due to the firepower they have on offense and the all-NBA-level player that they have running point. Well, they were down by 20 in that Hawks game. And then you blink, and at the end of the third, they're up somehow. So, yeah, it doesn't take long for it to change. And uh, Yeah, I feel like we talk about Halliburton every episode. I want to talk about other people, but we have to. Because you can't ignore 26 points in a quarter. You can't ignore 37.16 assists. I mean, this is insane. Every time we record an episode, he's done some other record. That's something it ridiculous. Was, it was the two games you know, with the most assists and no turnovers. Then a week later, he breaks the franchise record for most points in a quarter. Who knows what he'll do next week? I mean, 
yeah, I thought to be honest with you, like we're both really high, obviously on Tyrese as yeah. all Pacers fans are. I thought people were crazy for thinking he would average like twenty four a game. I thought he would kind of max out at a twenty one, twenty two because he just doesn't get to the line enough, right? Yeah, he still doesn't, but he's averaging over twenty five right now, over fifty, forty, ninety, and yeah, he's having quarters like that. Like it's ridiculous. I I think he's taken a bigger leap as a scorer than. I thought he might have took in his entire career. I I think that you know one of the weird quirks about Tyrese Halliburton is he was born on February 29th, mm-hmm. and we have a February 29th coming up in just a few months' time. So I think that the state of Indiana need to step in here and call February 29th Tyrese Halliburton Day. Like that's <laughs> that's what has to happen as a result of the way he's playing the player that he is, and the fact that his birthday only comes around every four years. Give this dude a day. Give this dude the day. February 29th, leap year day, is Tyrese Halliburton Day in Indiana. Let's start the campaign right now. Because this, I mean, he's going to be an all-star. He's going to be an all-star in a year where Indy hosts the all-star game. And at the moment, I would dare say that there's not going to be a second all-star from this side at the moment. Like, Miles is obviously the next um, candidate in terms of potential all-stars. He's averaging 17 points, seven and a half boards. Uh, I still, I I can't really see that resulting in an all-star berth, though, as much as I would like him to get an all-star berth. I mean, you look at centers in the East, Joel Embiid's obviously going to be the walk-up starter um, but I, I can't see Miles Turner probably making the all-star team. So you've got Tyrese as your lone all-star. So you have to yeah. honor that guy. Well, I was just going to say with all-star weekend in Indy, we might have to throw Obi in the dunk contest. Yeah. Get Tyrese and Buddy back in the three-point contest. Like we got to have some Indy flavor. 100%. In there. I, I mean, Obi in the dunk contest is a, is a given for mine, given that he plays for the team. And, and looking at centers, I mean, Joel's going to make it. Bam's Bam. probably going to make yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then you've got that third spot that might go to like an Evan Mobley. Um, mm. I think it really just depends on the Pacers record come yeah. like late Jan. Yeah. Yeah. If if they're in a really strong spot, then Miles could secure a, um, a reserve position. And if someone goes down with an injury, then he could yeah. be called up late as a reserve alternate, um, which would still count as an all-star berth. Um, I mean, at the moment, he's, uh, what, eighth in the league in scoring as a center, um, which is, you know, up there. He's third in the league in terms of centers in blocks. He obviously doesn't get the rebound numbers. We know that. Um, but he's, you know, he's also he, not playing a lot of minutes right now because he's no, been in so no, much foul trouble. So. 26 and a half minutes a game. He's averaging, mm. really, you know, he's averaging three and a half fouls a game, which is... More than more than his peers are right now. So if he can stay on the court and he can get that seventeen up to like nineteen twenty, then yeah, maybe maybe he's got a chance to be like the third center on the East team because it is an East team this season. We can't forget it's no longer a you know um, schoolyard pick'em, which I, I must say. You know, I like. you know why I don't like that selfishly? We need some. Uh, I, I was hoping for some Tyrese Anthony Edwards recruiting. <laughs> yeah, I don't that, know how we get yep. it done in a couple of years, but. Yep. 
I, I, one of my best friends is a Wolves fan and often jokes that uh, Ant is going to recruit Tyrese to Minnesota, <laughs> at which I, I laugh and say, Ant's going to look great in a Pacers uniform. He's going to look so good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Tyrese has been fantastic, but a mixed bag of results. I mean, that Orlando game, they smacked us around, even though it was only a 12-point margin never really looked like getting into that game and and in fact sort of got back into it quite late in the game 38 to 21 in the fourth and and lost by 12 so it it was really out of reach for the majority of the time we just couldn't defend uh and we couldn't score which is rare for a paces team that uh has run one of the best offenses in the league tyrese 4 of 14 from the field miles 3 of 10 matherin 4 of 12 um, Jordan Wara had a cameo, but you know, that game was over uh, pretty early on, really. Then the Atlanta game, which was crazy. Toronto was super close, but um, you know, I think the uh, once again we struggled um, struggled to be able to contain Toronto's scoring. Pascal Siakam was wonderful. Um, Schroeder was able to score at will as well, so. And then we come to the Detroit game where we did exactly what we should do, which is beat the worst team in the league by over 20 points. Um, a lot of people were impressed um, by, you know, the margin, I guess, and impressed particularly by Tyrese Halliburton's um, soul-shaking uh, Osar Thompson. When I saw uh, that, I, at first I thought he had to have pushed over or he thought yeah. he, I, I thought he stepped on his foot or something. Not. That, was, that that photo from behind the rim was something else. How good was that? Yeah, something else. I, I loved. I loved that. Um, and Osar Thompson can hold his head high because he has been just a wonderful rookie. And yep. quite frankly, right now, I don't know whether if we'd traded up a couple of spots and picked him instead of Jarris Walker. I imagine him in this team rebounding. And defending, um, that would be that would be special. Uh, but that's not to say that Jarris Walker couldn't be doing that if he was getting any playing time, which he's not. So, um, does kind of suck. He played well in that uh, that one G League game. He, he, he did looked pretty good. He did. But then again, Goga had a twenty twenty game in the G League. He's rookie, year, mate. Come on. <laughs> we got to shout out Big O as well. What about his numbers in the uh, for the Mad Ants? Oh, is there a better rebounder? Like in G League history, I would say no. It's like it's it's Big O and Alizé Johnson. They're the the two best rebounders in G League history. Shout out Alizé, we love him. Um, Shout out to Terry Taylor as well. He might be number three on yeah, the list. Yeah, true. The Pacers just love having a uh, low a low round or two way player draft pick that just gobbles up rebounds like nobody's business. And that was a star studded G League team, by the way. With, with Walker and Shepard being thrown down there to pair with Mojave King and and the other guys in in the Mad Ants. Um, but uh, we need to find Jarrah some, some minutes. And, and the next game is the one to find him some minutes, the Portland game. 4-12, and 12, just like Detroit, we, it shouldn't be as close, as late as it was. Like, we, we are talented enough to blow out Portland – and if we do blow out Portland, then I want to see Jarris Walker play like six, seven minutes of the last quarter. And that's why taking care of business is so important, right? Like yeah. In these type of games against the uh, 
the the lower record teams. Uh, look, the Blazers are better when Scoot comes back, which he did today. I think they were up by like 26 against the Bucks at one point. Somehow lost that game. But, yeah, they can't defend either. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those nights where you worry because it feels like a trap game. But the Pacers, if they do take care of business, should be an awesome opportunity for uh, for Jarris and Shep to get some minutes in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and then going to Miami twice uh, before the the tournament quarters is is interesting. Um, Alex, I know you've got sources for days. Can you get maybe the hotel that the Pacers are staying at on Saturday? They play Friday and Sunday, um, our time, which would put it as I think Thursday and Saturday. Can we get the players locked in between like? <laughs> 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. on those those nights just to I just want to see something I just want to see if it makes any difference to the score lines of these games because I'm I'm a little concerned it is it is indeed it's Friday morning so Thursday night and Saturday night which means I've got Friday night free I'm just saying maybe get some takeout paces can we well, is it? can like we get dangerous, some dangerous month because they might be heading to Vegas as well, so yeah, be, yeah, that's that's a concern. And they might be, a few of the people in the club they see in Miami, they'll they'll probably end up seeing in Vegas as well. <laughs> you know, they'll they'll travel around. But can we get some? You know, some not a curfew. I'm not want to treat them like they're children, but but just just order Chick Fil A, guys. Just you know, yeah. dine in, please, because um, don't, don't let Tyrese order any pizza though. No, no, please, no, no, absolutely. Just stick to. Actually, I probably said the wrong thing about Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. I'm not sure, guys. Maybe you can hit me up in the comments on Twitter. Is it Popeyes? Is it Chick Fil A? Like, what? What should I be spruiking on the show here? Um, I had Chick Fil A. I love Chick Fil A. That was really good, by the way. Um, but uh, it didn't have Popeyes. You've had Popeyes, Alex. I haven't even been to any, mate. I haven't been to Chick Fil A. Okay. I missed out on all that. What about In and Out? You got to, you have to have had In and Out Burger on the West Coast. No, no. really? Wow. Oh, actually, you know what? The one I did have was uh, Shake Shack. That, oh, that was good. good. That was really. That good. was good. Yep. Yep. I've I've had them all. Um, <laughs> an announcement. It sounds like Alex, you might be heading to Indy this season. It's going to be a little bit of an Aussie takeover, mate. I don't know. Wow. If we want to, I don't know. Yeah, I'll talk about it more like in the next month. But yeah, it could be an Aussie takeover in uh, January. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah. We we won't say any more than that. But um, just leading up to that, I think uh, make sure you recommend all the food that Alex needs to try. It's going to destroy his gastrointestinal <laughs> tract while he's uh, in America. What's the shrimp they have everyone eating at the games? The uh, uh, I don't know. I I haven't it's seen like St. Elmo's. Yeah, okay. I I know St. Elmo's is a very famous Indianapolis, Indianapolis restaurant. I also know that Hooters is a very famous Indianapolis <laughs> restaurant for Lance Stephenson's um, pension for going to Hooters. So you'll have to check that out as well, I think. So Portland Miami versus Portland at Miami at Miami. Um, Portland's a win. Can we steal a game against a very good Miami team? We should be able to steal one of those games. Hey, I'll love a repeat of, uh, I think it was the Christmas Eve game last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Tyrese had 43, uh, hit that game winner. So I'm calling a repeat of one of those. It'll be a thriller. 
I reckon we go two and one over these next three. What about you? I think the first game is the one to steal because um, the, the the second one is the the final game before a little mini break with the quarterfinals and stuff happening. Mm. So um, I think the very best thing that that we can hope for is is a win versus Portland, a win at Miami, and then um, try our luck to go to go two and zero. But um, I would. I'd love, I'd love nothing more. I, I dislike Miami well, we got a passion. Nine, so I, just, I just saw a nine-day break on the schedule. What are they doing to us, mate? It's, it's Vegas. Oh. Vegas, baby. It's the Vegas break <laughs> where we're going to, over that nine days, we are going to crown our very first in-season tournament champion and we're going to raise a banner at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. That's how little I know about the in-season tournament. I literally that's, thought there was nothing on for nine days. I think we've got our last uh, in-season tournament play potentially. I think I think we've already had it, funnily enough. Mm, but yeah, yeah, we um, we've got to get the the quarterfinals got to be announced, um, and uh, we will ho- be hosting a home quarterfinal. And then if we win that, then we'll be going to Vegas to play in the semis and then the final, um, which will be. Oh, look, I don't know who we're going to play in the quarters, so it's hard to predict whether we have a chance to to win the tournament. We'll obviously bring you a preview of that next week on the show. But it, look, this is a chance that we have to propel ourselves into not only history, but at the same time, get reps in games with stakes. Like that's That's maybe the thing I've loved the most about these play-in games is that like you're seeing Tyrese rise for every yep. single one of them. Yep. He's leading the uh, season MVP tracker right now. If you guys are watching that. So, and if he has another big quarterfinal performance, then he's almost assured to, to be the tournament MVP. Like he's played so much better than everyone else in the tournament. It's not even funny. Mm. Um, so, uh, I mean, even if the Pacers don't necessarily win the final, he, he'll probably still win the tournament MVP. So we want that to happen, obviously, but um, yeah, Tyrese has been otherworldly. So three games this week, followed by the break, we will bring you coverage of the in-season tournament quarterfinals. On the next show, we might have some dates for you or some thereabouts dates for you for Alex's trip. Um, Alex, hopefully we beat the Heat twice. Hopefully we beat the Heat 3-0 over the next three and then hang the banner up soon. Get that banner in the air. We've been the Pace Roos. See you again next time.